Hello everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Christian Fellowship Cafe. We'll take you live now to a special Sunday morning service at Emmanuel Pentecostal Church in Deer Lake, Newfoundland. So, so uh, relax, sit back, put on your headphones, and enjoy the service. Thank you very much. Church, 
We're so glad that you've gathered out on this Lord's Day and you come and to worship with us. Just a few announcements that we need to share before we move further in our service. This afternoon at 2.30, uh, there is a service at Near Lake Manor, and our chaplain, Pastor Mary Randall, will be leading that service. So if you can attend and support, it would be greatly appreciated. Water for Cambodia, the boats are in, and they were going to do it today, but we're going to do it on the 24th of June. And all I can say is I'm glad I got no hair. Because when they pour water on me, I wouldn't be worried of that. But the others can't say that. But on the 24th of June, the children uh, have voted, and uh, we will be participating in this water for Cambodia, so keep that in mind. After the service today, uh, there will be a dinner for all those of you that have signed uh, the list. We'll be moving to the gymnasium with our seniors. Today, throughout the Pentecostal Assemblies of Newfoundland and Labrador, is this the Senior Appreciation Sunday. At our recent general conference, we were given the statistics uh, of our seniors and that much of our mission's dollars are coming from those that are 55 and older. We recognize the great contribution that our seniors have made to our churches. We are what we are today because of their great contribution down to the years. So we honor them and praise God for their lives. Next weekend is a marriage in Richmond weekend. And we're having the Baines with us, Reverend Ron and Ann Baines. And Ron is the son of David Baines, well-known Pentecostal uh, preacher, televangelist. You're going to want to be here. We would encourage everybody, doesn't matter how long you've been married, uh, we want you to attend this seminar. This is open to everybody. There's no cost, but it will be beneficial to all of us. So please sign your name today. We will know what many to prepare for on uh, next Saturday. Keep that in mind. So glad to see Mike Crocker uh, with us this morning, Holly, and he's looking so well. visit with them and pray with them. It's just wonderful to see what God has done in their lives. We've seen Brother Eugene Anderson with them this morning. And we're believing for God's continued healing touch upon his life. I don't know Keith and Gene Rousel are with us this morning. Yes, they are. We want to welcome Keith and Gene. They have moved back to Maryland. And we want to give them a welcome to our church. God bless you. time we're going to have the operella presentation. Brother Grant, I believe was there on the uh, computer, and Pastor Jared will play something. We're going to show you the operella presentation that we were shown last Sunday at General House.
one more announcement. BBS volunteer meeting Tuesday night at 7 p.m. This is for everyone except station leaders should in. So please keep that in mind. 7 p.m. on Tuesday. BBS volunteer meeting. We're going to stand as we sing. We will remember the officers will come to pray the Lord's time and your opportunity.
goodness to you. We're moving into a very special time in our service. At any time that parents decide to go back to God and treasure, that they have been trusted with a wonderful experience in the life of a church. This morning, Jonathan and Susan are coming to bring their beautiful little boy to the Lord Jesus Christ. So we're going to ask her into the crowd, and she's going to sing jewels for us. She, as soon as she begins to sing, we're going to ask her back to the top. The back for we're going to dedicate this beautiful little boy to the Lord Jesus. Thank you. 
God. In the Gospels, we read that people brought little children and babies to Jesus so he might place his hands on them and pray for them. Both of you today have been blessed with a wonderful family. Two beautiful boys. God has blessed you over and over again. And today, Jonathan and Susan, you come, recognizing the blessings of God among your lives and among your family. The little boy you hold in your arms is a gift from your heavenly father. Before the thought of this little boy entered your mind, the Lord had already determined that on the 22nd of March, Jonah, Drew, and Steve would be born to you, Jonathan, Susan, and big brothers. Jonah's birth is therefore today an occasion to celebrate and to reflect of the goodness of God. We have seen God's hand upon his little life from the time of conception and God protected him in the womb and helped him grow and develop. And when the time came for him to be born, we have witnessed firsthand the miracle of birth and the power of God among your lives. We thank God today for Jay and his little life. And now he will have a great influence in his brother Jonah's life. You have a wonderful family. And God has blessed you beyond measure. So today we celebrate you. We celebrate your family. We celebrate your lives. And this church joins with you in celebration. And we are so happy and proud that you have come today with your treasure to this church and have allowed us to perform this wonderful ceremony. Now, Jonathan, your parents, or your mother, can they be I don't know if your mother knew back then what it really meant, but maybe she did. But Jonathan in the Hebrew means Jehovah's giver, or Jehovah has given, and it means a loyal friend. Susan, your parents chose your name. Your name in the Hebrew means graceful and a lily. I'm sure Jonathan believes that today. But it also means in the Greek that you're caring and intelligent. And we knew you were inspired of too. <laughs> you chose Jay. Now his name means to win. It also means victory or rejoice. And I'm sure you rejoice when Jay came into your life. Now you have chosen the name Jonah. Jonah is a biblical name, which means dove, or one chosen of the Lord. You chose Drew. Drew is a French baby name, which means manly, strong. So today you have one chosen of the Lord, who is manly and strong. What beautiful names you chose. First Samuel chapter 1 says, God gave man a son, called his name Samuel. And after Samuel was born, Hannah prayed. But this child I prayed, and the Lord hath granted me what I asked of him. So now I give it to the Lord for his whole life. In Luke 2, we read Jesus. And now Mary and Joseph brought Jesus to the temple. Jesus said, let the little children come to me, and do not stop them, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Psalms 139 says, for you created me in my inmost being, and you knit me together in my mother's womb. And I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Jonathan and Susan and Jay, I want to say today God has a distinct purpose for Jonah's life. 
He is created in the image of God and for God's glory. And you as a family have an awesome privilege and duty to guide him to make sure his physical needs are met, he's loved and cared for, and that his spiritual needs are cared for. So today we dedicate him to God. And we pray as we dedicate him to God and give him his name, that when he comes to the age of understanding, he will understand the great love of God and commit his life to the Lord Jesus Christ. In his hand, we are going to dedicate him to the Lord.
Now the grandparents are here this morning, and great-grandparents. So I want the grandparents and the great-grandparents to stay.
that which I fear and hopes has come upon me. I trust that you will be encouraged this morning as I read this book. Well, retired soldiers. Now, you know that in the service of the Lord, we are never retired. There's always battles to be fought and wars to be won. The journey of life has its struggles and trials, many valleys and mountains you climb. And survival was not just a personal choice, but your families were all on the line. You weren't promised a road that was easy, nor smooth sailing as you've gone this way. But your hope was secure in the Lord of your life. He's been with you throughout every day. You have fought many battles and won many wars. Soon you'll rest from the toil of the day. You will lay down your armor from your looking ahead, as you have no desire to stay. The lights of that city in the distance you see, and the call that is echoing more. And you long for the hour when you will hear his voice, and your feet rest on that other side. The old house that you live in bears many scars. Your journeys have always been smooth. You have sacrificed much for those whom you loved. You knew it was essential to choose. The souls of your families were hung in the balance. You needed to war with the foe. So you bore the scars and you knew it could cost. To reach those who walked the long road. Today we salute you for all that you've done. Your example we take as our guide. Though sometimes you failed, you never did quit. You still walked with the King by your side. When you stand in his presence, he'll say, Child, well done. You have fought a good fight this road. Come into my presence. I have blessings for you. This is where you can lay down your load. Next year, the pastor and I. 
Uh, we got to know Sister Williams um, when we were in Bonavista with Pastor Mrs. Patty, and she's a fine lady. I'm amazed. I'm amazed at you. <laughs> and it's great, it's sweet to see you again. And I gotta say hello to Miss Burb, y'all. She, Pastor, thank you, Burb, for waving. She is a lady from the Bonavista Assembly in Indiana. She's special. They're both special to us. Minister excited for the soccer team for her. She's a huge heart for God. What? A huge heart for God. Anyway, that's my goal, and that's how we're going to have the confidence to speak to this huge crowd. We just sing to this huge crowd. We're just going to lead you this morning. Pastor um, White invited us because we're young. Why, yes. Because we're young this morning, but we're well in touch with history. We're well in touch with, um, we've been brought up in the gospel cradle, both of us, so to speak. And we chose a few songs that are going to take you back in time this morning. And like I said, I'm only young, but I know these songs. I know these songs. So we want you to sing along with us. And if you're too, you're young like me, don't pretend you don't know them. You sing along too, okay? There's some beautiful numbers, and I think we almost run the risk of singing some songs that you don't even know, because Dale goes back so far. It's really far. But anyway, we're going to give it a try, and we want you to join with us, and sing along. Hopefully the words will be up there for you. Thank you. 
Make sure you all enjoy that. Give them another hand. There wasn't one sign there that I didn't know. <laughs> the Rolling Floyd gave me saying that those times almost every Sunday. And we're going to go to the Lord in prayer this time and we have a number of needs that want to bring to your attention. And uh, we're praying this morning for uh, a baby in the room. We're praying for Pastor Burrow Angel. We want to remember this morning Ben Bridger, uh, Ben Anthony, Arden Short, Earl Jeffries, Amy Bailey, Sheila Lane, Eugene Andrews, Mike Crocker, family need, and one of our city Osmond this morning. Before I lead you in prayer, let's stand together and let's sing uh, one song together before we pray and bring these things to the Lord in prayer.
you knowing God that you are the faithful knowing Lord that you are able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask for and Father today we just want to thank you Lord for your presence in this place we want to thank you Lord that we gather in a place like this and we worship you your presence comes among us we're so thankful for your presence the Lord, today we just uplift the many needs and prayer requests and conventions. God, you know what every need a person has. You know, Lord, if it's healing or if it's provision or, Lord, if it's a relationship that needs to be mending. Oh, God, you know what these needs are. And you know, Lord, where these people are. We pray today, God, that by your spirit you would go, Lord, and minister to them. That, God, you meet these needs in Jesus' name. The Lord, that we would hear a wonderful report, God, of what you have done. We pray, Lord, that you would have everywhere and ministers. We thank you, Lord, for the seniors that are in this congregation today. We pray, Lord, in your special blessing will come in. Lord, may your presence surround them, Lord. God, I pray that you would just be with them. Lord, we give you thanks and praise because we love you. In Jesus' name, everyone say it.
Where are you going? There he is. Okay. When you go back, can you give me some open? Way back below the top. See back there? Can you give me some Okay. Okay. All right, we're inviting all the boys and girls to come, and uh, we're going to pray with our children before we go to children's church this morning. Just hang on, talk with me.
And many of our churches have no young people and no children. I think we need to thank God for their name. I really do.
What about medicine for memory problems and arthritis? Yes, the pharmacists said we have the worst. What about vitamins and sleeping pills, Bob asked. Absolutely, the pharmacist said. Well, do you sell wheelchairs and walkers? Yes, the pharmacist said, all speeds and sizes. Well, that's wonderful, said Bob for the pharmacist. We like to register for our wedding gifts here, please. <laughs> It's nice to, as Shelley said, look into the congregation and see some familiar faces, and she mentioned some people. Uh, what I see, Mrs. Williams here, uh, used to visit Bonavista quite often. I don't know if you've ever played Scrabble with her. If you haven't, don't. All right, you, you don't have a chance in winning. She must have memorized the Scrabble Dictionary, I'm sure, along with many other things. But I learned enough words from her, I could have my doctor, huh? I don't know where. But it's so nice, so nice to see you. We have a, our youth pastor, Pastor Basin, and Amanda Rousel, uh, preached here, I believe, a few weeks ago. And it's nice to see their parents here, Keith and Jean. And uh, Pastor Jason is just a wonderful, wonderful pastor. I say, uh, you've been with us now for five years. So we truly, truly appreciate it. Okay, I'm here to preach the word. 2 Kings chapter 6. 2 Kings chapter 6. The message is entitled, A Prayer for Today's Generation. We're going to begin at verse number 8. And I believe uh, you're carrying us through, right? You're trying to. Okay, we're going to. She's going to put up the scriptures for us. You probably have them there. And if it don't work, I don't care. 2 Kings chapter 6, here we go, verse number 8 says, The king of Syria was making war against Israel. And he consulted with his servants, saying, My camp will be in such and such a place. And the man of God said to the king of Israel, saying, Beware that you do not pass this place, for the Syrians are coming down there. Then the king of Israel sent someone to the place of which the man of God had told him. Thus he warned him, and he was watchful there, not just once or twice. Therefore the heart of the king of Syria was greatly troubled by this thing, and he called his servants and said to them, Will you not show me which of us is for the king of Israel? One of the servants said, None, my lord, O king, but Elisha the prophet who is in Israel tells the king of Israel the words that you speak in your bedroom. So he said, Go and see where he is, that I may send and get him. And it was told him, saying, Surely he is in Dothan. Therefore he sent horses and chariots and a great army there. They came by night and surrounded the city. And when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And a servant said to him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? So he answered, Do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray. Notice the prayer. Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. The Lord opened the eyes of the young man. And he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots and fire. All about round about Elisha. A prayer for this generation. Father, thank you for this service and all that has happened. Touch us now, Ontarians, we pray. Encourage us as we hear, Lord, from your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 
Amen. Many of you here today have been serving the Lord for a long time. Some of you have been involved in the Lord's work. You served on church boards. You taught Sunday school. You led women's ministries, men's ministries, perhaps been an usher. You've led worship. Some of you have been in youth ministry. And down through the years, you've been faithful to what God has called you to do. And that's wonderful. Thank you for serving faithfully. But I wonder this morning, some of you may ask the question, because you've reached your senior years, is there anything else left for me to do? Can I be useful in the kingdom of God in this stage of my life? And my answer to that question is yes, absolutely yes. My message is going to be very simple this morning, but I want to suggest a ministry, a very important ministry that is still needed in the church today. It doesn't take a lot of physical strength. It's not going to require a lot of cardio-respiratory function. In fact, you won't even have to leave the comforts of your home. The ministry I'm talking about is the ministry of prayer. Go to the next slide. Ministry of prayer. Probably because of the busyness of today's lifestyle, it is the most powerful, perhaps yet the most neglected of all of the spiritual disciplines of the Christian. And more than the fact that it's difficult to find time to pray, the bigger concern is the seemingly deterioration of the belief that prayer works or that prayer changes things. The question is, does prayer really make a difference? And the answer to that question, folks, is yes, a thousand times yes. James 5, 16, you can put it up, it says, The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. And I know that you folk that have blazed the trail, you've come up and in this fellowship has been born on prayer. If there's ever a generation that needs the backing of yesterday's generation in prayer, it is today's generation. You notice that my title was a prayer for today's generation. Because our generation, every generation, is in need of prayer. Our children, our youth, our young families, and all of the ministries connected with it needs much prayer. And there's no better generation to do it than those that understand, that have been there, that knows what it is to touch the heart of God. In our story, the Syrians had come against the man of God at Dothan and surrounded the city. And there was a great army of horses and chariots. And they came by night while everyone was sleeping. And Elisha's young servant went out early in the morning. And he saw this. And to his dismay, you can put the next slide, or the way the servant saw it, the entire city was surrounded. And he cried out, what shall we do? 
What are we going to do? It's a good question. It's a good thing that somebody was there to answer his question. Somebody that knew God. Where do you go when, when there's trouble in your life? Where do you go when you're perplexed? Where do you go when your world is crumbling upon are, are all around you? I tell you where you go. You go to somebody that knows how to reach heaven. You go to somebody that knows how to touch God. Sometimes we, when we reach a certain age, we wonder if we are needed anymore. What can I offer today's generation? The truth is, this morning there's lots. It's no secret that today's generation face and will face many serious challenges. And if ever we need the wisdom of experience, it is today. You folk can say, I've been there, I've done that, let me help you. The servant cried, what shall we do? And thank God Elisha was there to pray. And you can put up the next verse, Shelley. Verse 17 says that Elisha prayed. And said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man. And he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. What if... Everyone over the age of 50, for example, took up their place of ministry in prayer and earnestly prayed for today's generation, for God to open their eyes, what would happen? Think about it. What would happen if today's generation enlisted the prayers of the older saints and relied upon them as they do their ministry today? What would happen if the generations came together, one interceding, one doing the legwork, but everyone working together in love and purpose? What would happen in our churches across our province? In my possession this morning, I have a letter. Written December 29, 1947, by our founder, Alice B. Garris, in her own handwriting. Now, I know your pastor has a keen interest in the, ministry, in the history of this fellowship, especially things that have to do with Ms. Garris. And this letter was written to my father, who was... At the time, 1947, the secretary treasurer of the youth group in Elo, Tabernacle on Casey Street, they had just sent some benevolence to Miss Garrigus due to an illness, illness that she had. So I'm just going to let Pastor Wade have a look at this now. And I want you to watch him because I don't want uh, him to put it in his pocket. <laughs> you wave or scream or anything like that. I want this back, but. In this letter, she makes an interesting statement. I want to read it to you, and I quote. It does me good every time I hear of your launching out to carry the full gospel to others outside of Elam. I am sure this is well-pleasing to the Lord. Many are the signs of his soon coming. What is done must be done quickly. 
Many of us older ones will be glad to carry the message, but we cannot. So God is looking for you to carry on. Then she says this. We older ones will hold the ropes while you go down to rescue the perishing. Unquote. What a tremendous statement. We will hold the ropes, and I'm sure she meant in prayer, while you go down to rescue the perishing. Let me suggest to you a prayer, very quickly, to open the eyes of today's generation in three ways. Number one, open their eyes to the presence of God. How many love the presence of God? Let me see your hands. Verse 17 says, The Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. And this, of course, represents the presence of God. We still need the presence of God today. How many know that we still need to feel His presence? We live by faith, absolutely, but God created us with feelings, and we know what it is. We need to know what it is to feel the presence of God. One time we called it the witness of the Spirit. And it was very precious. It was a confirmation in our hearts, a reminder from time to time that we are the children of God. I'm glad for the presence of God. Jesus said, He who believes in me, out of his innermost belly shall flow rivers of living water. This he spoke of the Spirit, which was soon to be given. And are you telling me that you can't feel rivers of living water flowing out of your innermost being? I tell you this morning, that's the joy unspeakable and full of glory that the songwriter wrote about. And we need to be able to tangibly feel the presence of God. It ought to be a reminder. We are children of God. There's times in our lives we're going to doubt. We're going to fear. We're going to wonder. I'm glad today for the witness of the Spirit. I remember one time my sister going through a very difficult time. I was in the room. She said, Dad, I don't know what I'm going to do. I haven't felt the presence of God for a long time. I don't know what to do. I remember overhearing him say, he said, Debbie, here's, let me tell you what to do. Go into your prayer closet and shut your door and stay there. And stay there until the presence of God comes over you. You need the presence of God, folks. This generation needs the presence of God. Seniors this morning, your prayers are needed now more than ever before. You may never get the recognition, but go into your prayer closet somewhere and pray that this generation knows what it is to feel and know the presence of God. Lord, open his eyes to the presence of God, number two. Lord, open their eyes to the power of God. Verse 18 says, When the Syrians came down, Elisha prayed to the Lord and said, Strike this people, I pray, with blindness. And he struck them with blindness according to the word of Elisha. 
Once you've experienced the presence of God, you're going to know the power of God. Notice the confidence that Elijah had in prayer. It seemed that everything he prayed for, God did. And I'm not surprised that he had confidence. Because you see, he was a young man once, and when he walked with his mentor Elijah, and you know the story, he often saw the power of God displayed. In fact, very early, early in his ministry, he saw the power of God. When Elijah was taken up in a whirlwind, the scripture says, and his mantle fell from him, Elisha picked up the mantle, went back to the Jordan River, and smote the waters, asking the question, Where is the Lord God? The Bible says that the waters parted just like they did for Elijah. The prophets who were looking out said, The spirit of Elijah now rests on Elijah. He experienced the power of God, and our generation today also needs to experience the power of God. And we need to pray, continue to pray, hold the ropes in prayer so that they can experience the power of God. Paul said the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are saved, it is the power of God. Saints of God this morning, pray for this generation to experience the power of God. For those that are gone from the church, for those, Lord, that, that are rejecting their God, for those that are going the other way, it seems they don't want God in their lives. It may seem that their affections are only on things of the world, but never underestimate the power of God, the power of the cross, and the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. The question is asked in the song, would you be free from your burden of sin? There's plenty of burdens around, but would you be free from that? Yes, there's power in the blood. Would you or evil, a victory wins. Yes, there's power in the blood. Would you be free from your passion and pride? There's power. Come for a cleansing in Calvary's time. There's power. Our young people need to know the power of God. Those that are saved and serving God need to know the power of God. Pray for them, would you? Number three, finally. Open their eyes to the provision of God. And the servant asks a question in despair. What shall we do? Elisha responded in verse number 16. Do not fear. For those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Notice the word more. The word more stood out to me. The king of Syria sent horses and chariots and a great army. He came by night and surrounded the city. God's resources were more, more than the enemy. Why? Because his resources are unlimited. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. What if today's generation set their affection on things above and not on things of the earth? What if we trusted God for everything? What if we return, our generation, what if we return, I'll talk to myself, okay, 51, I'm 51, so everyone 51 and, 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 and under, okay, listen up now. What if we return to truly trusting God for provision? What if we return to sacrificial giving, believing the promises 
good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men put into your bosom with the same measure you use, it will be measured back to you. The words of Jesus. What if we stood on the, the promise of the Apostle Paul when he said, He who sows sparingly will reap sparingly, he who sows bountifully will reap bountifully. Let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver, and God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work. Trust in God. For provision because there's more with us than be with them. What if we opened our eyes to God's provision? What if we followed His call, obeyed His voice, trusted Him to provide? Lord, open the young man's eyes to your provision. My father was a pastor in ministry in 1995, went on to be with the Lord, and several years after I met a man for the first time who knew my father and told me a story that I had not heard because my father told me most of the stories and things he experienced. He said, this year, he said well, I was young back then, he said, your father was fairly new in the ministry and I was hitchhiking on the Trans-Canada Highway and he said, your father picked me up. And we were driving along in the car and he looked at me, he said, called my name, he said, uh, my gas tank is on empty. I don't have any money on you. You don't usually ask a hitchhiker for money, right? That's why he's hitchhiking. He wants to get a free ride. He said, no, I don't. Okay, he said, well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to pull over. We're going to pray. Because I got no gas and I got no money, so we're going to pray. He pulled over. Had a prayer. Now, Lord, this is what we need. This is a young man. And so he went on until he got to the next gas station. He pulled into the next gas station. He got out of his car. Because he liked to do that, he liked to talk to the attendants. There was no self-serve then. And uh, he said to the attendants, fill her up. No cash, no credit card, no nothing. The young man looked at him like he had two minutes. That was fine, he was just chatting with him for a little bit, and then he walked into the gas station. And just as he got to the door, someone called out for him. My father's name was Bob. He said, Bob! That you, Bob? Good to see you. I haven't seen you in a long time. This was an old friend of years gone by. And so they walked into the trailer. And Dad got the line up like he was going to pay for his gas. <laughs> and when he got up to the checkout, his friend put his hand, Bob, my little, let me take care of that. And my father said, you sure? You don't have to do that. <laughs> All the while, thank you, God. And sure enough, the young man was there as well. And so he paid for my father's gas. Before they walked out the door, there was a little restaurant there as well. He said, Bob, you and the young man, I said, come on. He said, Mom, I'm going to treat you to lunch, too. <laughs> There's more. Trust in God. Today's generation needs your prayers. Your children, your grandchildren need your prayers. Our children's youth ministries, pastors, they need your prayers. Lift them up in prayer, would you? It's a challenging work today, youth ministry and children's ministry. How good it is to know Pastor Grantham, while you're carrying out your ministry, Pastor Jairo, you've got some people holding the ropes, praying for you as you minister. 
You hope to blaze the trail. You prepared the way. You set the example. Now God is raising up a generation to follow in your footsteps, and they need your prayers. Let's read the rest of the story as we begin. Second Kings chapter six, verses nineteen to twenty-three. I've got the scriptures there. This was after the Syrians were struck with blindness. Elisha said to them, "This is not the way, nor is this the city. Follow me. I will bring you to the man of your seat." He led them to Samaria, and when they came to Samaria. I shall pray, Lord, open the eyes of these men that they may see. And the Lord opened their eyes and they saw. And there they were inside Samaria. When the king of Israel saw them, he said to Elisha, my father, shall I kill them? But he answered, you shall not kill them. Would you kill those whom you have taken captive with your sword and your bow? No, set food and water before them that they may eat and drink and go to their master. Then he prepared a great feast for them, and after they ate and drank, he sent them away, and they went to their master. And so the bands of the Syrian raiders came no more into the land of Israel. Now, folks, all this happened because of the prayer of an experienced man of God to ask his God to open the eyes of his young servant. Simple, but it still works. Still works. I wonder, is there anyone left who will storm the gates of heaven for today's generation? I don't have to convince you that we live in perilous times that is perilous to the faith.
is not proof of any of us. The Lord would have us know this morning that the grace of God is available to the whosoever will. The Lord would have us know this morning that we can still move and live with the miraculous of the Holy Spirit. We're going to stand to our feet today. We're going to claim just as we've heard from the Word of God today that He might open our eyes. Oh God, in this generation and this day, that we might see again the presence of God. We might experience the power of God and the provisions that are ours. We might claim in this generation the Word of the Lord for us is real and it is true. We claim it today. We're going to sing this. I want all of our seniors to come this morning to the altar. We're going to have prayer in a little while, but we want you to come. And then we're going to have prayer. God's hand will be upon every one of your lives. So good to see Brother Derek Bingle here this morning. Amen. We need to bring our hands together for what God has done in Derek's life. Seniors, a father, I love you this morning as she comes to the altar. Let's sing. 